Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. How do you create a home that reflects who you are and inspires you to become the person you want to be? Where do you start? What are the steps you can take? And how do you learn how to be creative and put that creativity into practice inside your home? If these are questions you're interested in answering, you're in the right place because right here every week we talk about ways to improve your life by paying attention to the spaces you're living in. So welcome to the Style Matters podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I'm excited to share with you my slow style approach to creating a home you love, along with some really inspiring interviews with some of the best designers working in interiors. Before we get started with this episode, let me introduce you to today's sponsor, American Blossom Linens, which will be of particular interest to you if you're living in the U.S., Over the past few years, I've become more proactive in greening up my home, as maybe you have been as well. One thing on the list is to replace worn-out bedding with sheets that are sustainably made without any chemicals that might irritate my skin or add to my allergy problems. Now, when I say sustainably made, I mean I'm trying to look at the whole manufacturing process, from harvesting the cotton to weaving the fabric to shipping it. It's kind of a tall order when you think about the fact that so many bedding companies have moved overseas and their products have to travel 8,000 or so miles on a cargo ship to reach anyone living in the States. But there is a company called American Blossom Linens that makes sheets that are responsibly crafted by families manufacturing in the USA for over 122 years in Thomaston, Georgia, using cotton grown organically in Texas. No cargo ships involved. And because they're chemical-free, there's no icky formaldehyde hidden inside the fibers. As for quality, they're generously sized to fit thicker mattresses, and the fitted sheets have those top and bottom tags on them, so you don't have to guess which way to put them on. 
king and queen sets come with four pillowcases, which I really appreciate. And because they're 100% organic cotton, they get softer and softer with every wash, making them super comfortable. Right now, they're giving listeners of the Style Matters podcast a 20% discount using the code STYLEMATTERS20, all one word. Also, they offer free shipping and a two-year money-back guarantee, so you really can't go wrong. Go to AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use code STYLEMATTERS20 at checkout. That's AmericanBlossomLinens.com. And now let's get on with today's episode. Well, today is another episode of On the Little Yellow Couch, where it's just you and me. And go ahead and grab a beverage, hot or cold, depending on your mood and the time of day. And imagine having a seat next to me on my yellow couch so we can talk about our dreams for our homes. In other episodes like this, you've heard me go over the principles of slow style and the path or phases that you'd go through to apply this approach to decoration and design. Today, I want to give you some concrete ideas about what exactly a slow style home looks like. There are five main elements that I've come up with that I think pretty much covers all homes created with slow style. Let's start with a wide lens and then zero in on each of those elements. So how do you know you're in a slow style home? What would you expect to see and how might you feel? What would you experience? First, you'd notice things that you hadn't seen anywhere else. And then you might find moments of surprise and delight when you see two opposing objects that, because they're paired together, they become humorous. And then what you'd slowly start to see is a story, or probably multiple stories, of the person who lives there. You'd see mementos, artwork, collections. They'd be arranged in ways that spark questions about where they've come from and what meanings they hold you'd realize that you were inside the autobiography of your host. As for what you'd feel, I think you'd immediately just let your guard down. First of all, you'd be so busy getting pulled into the story of the homeowner that you wouldn't even be thinking about yourself or worrying about what you chose to wear or whether or not you'll have anything interesting to say. And since the home is clearly so personal and your host is willing to put their passions and quirks on display, you're welcomed into a conversation that feels both energizing and relaxing. Which means that what you'll experience in a slow-style home is connection. Simple human connection, where our shared lack of perfection is completely funny, and our shared recognition of what makes each of us human is deeply felt. I know these may seem like pretty lofty goals for what's called decorating, (laughs) but this kind of decorating is all I'm really interested in. Not that everything has to be so meaningful or that it feels, you know, deep and heavy all the time. Laughter in a home during conversations is just as important. I mean, maybe even more so in terms of what I want to experience and how I want to interact with friends when they come over. But the point is, is that decorating to me It is not about the throw pillows. It's about the experience I want to create, or more precisely, the space I want to create to make room for experiences. Okay, so what design elements do this for us? 
we could talk about color palettes and mixing different patterns and choosing a balance of textures and materials. And uh, that's all part of slow style too. And so maybe I'll do some episodes around those factors at some point. But today, I just want to paint a picture. I want to talk about the basic objects that once you start bringing them into your home, will begin creating those feelings that I was just talking about. The first one is art. Original one-of-a-kind pieces of art are the most essential objects in a slow style home. But I understand that they can also be the most daunting and time-consuming to collect. And what I mean is that you may feel intimidated by the whole idea of finding art in the first place, let alone making quote-unquote smart choices about what to buy. And also, collecting art is time-consuming in that you're simply not going to go out and buy a whole bunch of it all at once. It's going to take years to collect your art. But before I make you feel completely overwhelmed by all of this, the good news is you only need to have one piece to make your whole home open up to you. And that one piece will probably get you hooked on the thrill of collecting more. So what do I mean when I say that art is the most essential object in a slow style home? Why? Of all the objects in your home, artwork will be the most personal representation of what's going on inside you. It will reflect any number of things, from what you're passionate about, to what you value most in life, to what ignites your imagination. Art is a visual expression of how you see and interpret the world. Yes, I mean, artists put their vision onto canvas, right? It's theirs to start with, or they put it onto a block of stone or weave it their vision with fabric. But then we come across it and go, oh my gosh, someone recognizes me. Someone sees what I see and feels what I feel. Now, maybe that artist actually had something else in mind completely when they created the piece. But how you interpret it is just as meaningful. And most artists expect and even encourage us to make our own interpretations. The point is, there's a whole experience wrapped up in a piece of artwork. There's the creation process that involves artistry and skill and imagination. And then there's the viewing and interpreting process, which involves sensory and emotional responses. Once you claim one of these pieces of art as an essential part of who you are, which is what the experience of paying money for it does, you are now part of the story that started with the artist and continues on with every person who sees it in your home. So yeah, art is the most essential aspect of decorating a slow-style home. And while you're taking your time to find those pieces, there are other elements that are a little easier to get a hold of, pieces that are also important aspects of your signature style, so let's continue on with those. Nature is the next one I want to talk about. Nature is perhaps the easiest element to bring into our homes. I mean, sometimes it's even free, like picking up a few shells on the beach or finding a fallen branch with a beautiful lichen on it when you're on a walk. Start with these things. Notice how they're both perfect and imperfect. 
Nature is such a great teacher when it comes to design. You can copy color and pattern palettes there. You can take note of the balance of scale and visual weight. You can learn to play with symmetry and asymmetry, all from noticing what's going on in a single seashell or an entire landscape. So start bringing the outdoors into your home. Flowers, plants, pieces of wood, fallen feathers, abandoned nests. One of my neighbors, he gave me a section of the head of a huge sunflower from his garden, you know, once it had kind of died, so that I could separate the seeds and grow my own sunflowers. But the array of seeds all stuck together in this, this form that was kind of just kind of broken off from the head from the the dried parent flower. It was so cool. I kept it all together sitting on a windowsill. I didn't even plant the seeds. And of course, so much of our furniture and finishes come from nature. So learn a bit about the stone that makes up your countertops and the wood that makes up your floors and the wool that makes up your rugs. When you know even a little bit about where it comes from and the process it goes through to become a countertop, a floor, or a rug, you will love it so much more deeply. It's very satisfying to run your hand over a piece of marble when you think about its natural properties and that it's been hundreds of years in the making. So in a slow style home, you're going to see an appreciation for and a celebration of nature in its raw form and its manufactured form at the hands of skilled craftsmen. I'm just going to jump in here for a second. Before we continue with the conversation, I want to make sure you know about one of the ways I can help you out when it comes to your home. One of the frustrations I hear the most is about not knowing what your style is. You want to take a fun quiz and get an answer. I get that. You're looking for a starting place, or maybe you're having trouble mixing it all together, especially when you've got a lot of different styles that you've accumulated over the years. If this sounds like you, please go to our website, littleyellowcouch.com, and download our free style guide to get some help. In it, you'll see that you don't have to lock yourself into one particular style category to create a cohesive feeling. What you need is a new working definition of your unique style. I call the free guide the style mashup because no one style is going to reflect all of who you are. So let's throw that idea out and start looking at our homes a different way. You can easily find the free guide on our website, littleyellowcouch.com. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Up next are antiques. Every slow style home has at least one antique in it. Because even the most modernist of homes become more striking when there's an antique piece that sets off all that's new around it. Antiques, more than any of the other elements I'll talk about today, bring that intangible feeling of artful design, I guess, into a room. I'm I'm talking about things like patina and history, things that faux finishes and reproductions just can't actually replicate. Most slow-style homes will have a combination of antiques that are inherited and found on their own. Inherited pieces, they don't have to all be worthy of an Antiques Roadshow episode in order to keep them. They can be humble and of no great value except for the personal stories they hold for their owners. 
And of course, the story of the hunt, the thrill of finding something that's so unique or a diamond in the rough, those antiques that you find as you scavenge through flea markets and antiques fairs, those are the ones that are the building blocks of your signature style. And that's because how you choose to use them, what you end up using them for, how you display them, that's the piece of the story that's created by you and added on to the history of the object itself. And I want to say a word about serendipity here. In my experience, my best finds have been made when I only have a vague idea of what I'm looking for. For example, let's say I need uh, something that's going to hold my drink of water, a box of tissues, and a lamp by my bed. I'm not going to have a specific nightstand in mind. I'm not going to go onto Google and start looking up nightstands or wood nightstands or mirrored nightstands. I'm usually instead going to look at objects that could provide that function. So yes, I might see an actual nightstand, but it has these fabulous decorative flowers painted on it from a long time ago that I would have never found because I wouldn't have known to type in old weathered nightstand with painted flowers into a search box, right? But I might stumble upon it if I am out antiquing or thrifting. Um, I also might see an old lobster trap or a few vintage suitcases that could also do the job. And now I have something really interesting next to my bed instead of going to a big box store and just buying that wooden nightstand. If you see something and your immediate reaction is the same as that feeling that you had when you were falling in love as a teenager, you're on to something. If you keep coming back to it while you're doing your other shopping, you're staring at it, racking your brain for a way to put it to use or an excuse for quote unquote needing it, then you should definitely buy it. And I promise you'll find a place for it eventually. And when you do, you'll say something along the lines of, I knew I was making a brilliant choice when I bought this thing. Look how perfect it is and how clever I am for using it this way. (laughs) It is such a great feeling. And it's what makes those homes that you see in the magazines stand out. It, it, it are those homes that as you're flipping through the pages, you're scrolling on your phone, and it, it just stops you in the tracks, in your tracks, and you go, how did they ever think of putting those things together? Well, the truth is, they probably didn't have it in mind in the first place. They already owned something, and they decided to bring it in and use it in a different way. On to the fourth element. And that is handmade objects. If you are already a maker of things, you know the value of a well-made, handmade object. You know how much time it takes to develop the skills necessary to execute that object. You know how much money is involved in procuring the raw materials. And you know how long it takes to finish a project. So I probably don't have to tell you why handmade objects give so much more narrative to a room. And for those of you who aren't makers yourselves, if you know just a little bit about the process, your appreciation for an object shoots straight up into the sky. But still, just because something is handmade doesn't mean you're automatically going to love it or feel connected to it. There are plenty of pottery pieces out there that I can appreciate for their form and how well they're made, but, but I don't love them aesthetically. So the rules for buying handmade pieces are the same for buying stuff that's mass produced. You have to love it. But back to what it does for our homes and our style to, to bring handmade pieces in. 
To me, it's about creating a home that feels good to the touch. You know, we spend so much time focusing on the visual aspect of decor and design, but what about the tactile aspect? I mean, we're not creating homes necessarily to be splashed all over magazines. We're creating homes to be lived in. And so that touch aspect, the tactile aspect of our homes is really important. Hand-carved wooden boards and cooking spoons or naturally dyed linen napkins or a cable knit throw, a handmade quilt, something like that on the couch for a weekend nap. Those things really matter. And sure, you can buy these things from mass-produced retailers, but if you know the person who made it, or you know a bit about the backstory of the artisan. It connects you to people around the world. It reminds us of our humanity and of the beauty we are capable of creating as a species. And I think that's pretty cool. And it's certainly why you're going to see handmade objects in a slow style home. Okay, the final element that you'll always see in a slow style home is a book or two or a thousand. Now, I know that some people feel strongly that keeping books is unnecessary because you can download them and read them on a screen and save valuable space in your home by doing this. Or if you do have the hard copies, go ahead and share the wealth and pass them along for someone else to enjoy. I I get that. But there's also a case to be made for keeping books, at least some of them. For me, they're part of the story of my life. If a book hits me hard or makes me laugh out loud or it's just so beautifully written that I want to underline every passage, it says something about my own state of mind and where I'm at in my life at the time that I read it. So looking over my bookcases several times a year, I'm reminded of these things. And the characters that got under my skin, they feel like people who I actually know because they made an imprint on my life. So yes, keeping books is definitely a slow style thing because they're part of the story arc of your own life. Now, I'm not saying you have to keep every book. I have limited space too, so I'm particular about what I keep. And just like everything else in my home, I keep only the books that I truly love. I also order beautiful book plates by an artist called Felix Doolittle. I'll link to him in the show notes page. You can have them printed with your name, or you can handwrite your name in. I prefer the latter. But for me, a book plate elevates an assortment of books into a curated personal library. And I only have paperbacks, so it's not a very posh library, but it's a very meaningful one, and I love it. One more thing about this element of design, I do realize that not everyone is a reader, And if your thing is more about music or movies, those also tell as much a story about you as they do about the musicians and filmmakers that made them. So if those are more your thing, be sure to display those as well, just like you would your books. Well, that's it. Just a review. The five elements of design you'd see in a slow style home are art, nature, antiques, handmade, and books. And I would love to get some feedback on this. Which of these elements do you already have in your home? Which do you want to start looking for? How do you use them or display them? Send me your stories. I really want to know. And if there are any aspects of these elements that I talked about today that that you want me to 
talk about more in depth that I, I need to tease out a little bit more or maybe talk about how to find them or how to, you know, source them, how to, how to use them, then, then let me know that as well. You can email me anytime, Zandra at LittleYellowCouch.com, Z-A-N-D-R-A at LittleYellowCouch.com. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. Don't forget to grab our freestyle guide on our website, littleyellowcouch.com, where you can get started on defining your signature style today. I'll be back with a new interview for you next Monday. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.